expectations. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Friends in Low Expectations, the final off-season episode. I think coming into this one, it kind of feels like Christmas Eve for me. It's kind of like the the eve of of the NFL or the NFL season, the eve of our of our fantasy football draft. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you get real excited. You come downstairs, you're expecting to see, a, you know, shiny red bicycle under the tree. And instead you get Dalvin Cook. Uh, so, you know, those are just some of the things that, that gets me kind of excited as we approach this season. Um, I like this kind of feels like uh, I like the analogy. This kind of feels like like the New Year's Six Bowls. Like, yeah. It's not quite the national championship yet. Like the season hasn't started, but. Like these are still really good games that you want to see. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Nebraska Northwestern in Ireland. The game everyone wants. To oh see. my god, I, I have I, I've never been such I've never been such a college football sicko than sitting there watching Nebraska Northwestern, which I don't care about either of those two teams. But I was just like, I told Morgan I woke up Saturday. I was like. I'm going to veg out all day and watch college football. And I was sitting there watching like Utah state, UConn <laughs> watch Nebraska Northwestern. I was like, I'm not doing anything. I don't care Charlotte, about any of these Florida games. Atlantic I'm watching all of them. <laughs> but that's, that's the time of the year folks. And we're just ecstatic to be back after that behemoth of an episode that we dropped two weeks ago. Uh, hope people really enjoyed that. But uh, now that you kind of have a good idea of who we are, of course, I am the commish. And his name is John C. That might be the best I, one I do, you've ever I had. Do like that, I do like that Philly never tells us, so like never tells us what he's going to do for that week. So like it's it's liable to change. And like I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. That's the best one. That's the best one we've had. Don't change it. <laughs> I'm joined as always by my trusty co-host, Keith. Yes, we drank beer, uh, my friends and I, the boys and girls. Yes, we drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. We- and as always on the ones and twos, our super producer, Philly. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. <laughs> we've, we've got a pretty pretty exciting show uh this week i just read that <laughs> i just read the rules for this and i i thought we were doing uh i thought we were going all in on this so i'm pleasantly surprised by the rules that were implemented you thought we were going to do 15 rounds you thought we were going to do the entire draft i thought we were being sickos <laughs> <laughs> i mean we could have done that but like i i figured like uh you know after three rounds it really is just kind of like it really is just kind of luck of the draw. I figure, like within three rounds, you could probably guess it pretty accurately. Yeah, but I would but like also people to like be if su- we did a full fifteen, this would have been like another two hour episode. I would have liked people to be pleasantly surprised when I draft you know, like Romeo Dubes for Carl in the like tenth round. Fuck it, <laughs> you know, or you joke, Doc- Carl or might actually do that. He's, yeah. he's done like a thousand mock drafts. He literally texts me every day asking me about. Today we were talking about. Uh, actually, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reveal that. But every single day, he's got something new that he's asking me about, and I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm like, Carl, I, I'm, I'm out of stuff. <laughs> I got, I got no more goods for you, man. <laughs> you just, just gotta, gotta go draft now. Just gotta go on Twitter or something like that. Find some hot takes and then just copy and paste, copy pasta, send it to Carl. You know, really get something, get something going. You really get the rumor mill going. Find some, find some stuff that's provocative. Maybe that's uh... Carl. Carl I, Carl's too smart for that, though. Carl knows his stuff when it comes to NFL. We talked about it last week. Like the guy knows the NFL, so you know I might be able to pull a fast one on like Fred or something. But I mean, <laughs> even even Fred, I'm not I'm not all that sure. Carl, you can't pull like you can't pull one on him. Fair, fair. Uh, well, Keith, you want to tell the people what we're what we're kind of hitting at and kind of doing planning for today? Absolutely. So, Kamish already alluded to it. We are going to be doing a uh, three-round mock draft for our fantasy football draft. So, as the fellas know, our draft is coming up on Saturday, right? Is it Friday or Saturday? Saturday. 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 Friday for you, Keith. Saturday for the rest of us. <laughs> Good. I'll mark it on my calendar. So, um, keepers are set to be locked in by Friday. It looks like everyone's already got their keeper picks in, though, which no, no real surprises other than Philly. And we kind of talked about that before the start. But um, you want to run down? Uh, you I do got it? a big fucking boner right now. You want to run down the list of keepers real quick before we dive into things? Yeah, yeah. I'll run down the keepers afterward after we uh, finish this up, but. Yeah, so doing a three-round mock draft, we're going to take our best guess, and um, we're going to go based off of really just what we think will happen. This isn't, this shouldn't be taken as um, kind of advice or what you should do, just kind of our best guess at um, what we think um, would happen in the draft. And so um, this will be fun. Um, Philly's sharing the screen here. We got our, our sleeper draft pulled up here. Um, if you scroll down to the bottom, we've set our keepers, and we'll run down the list here. Um, like I said, everyone's got their keeper picks locked in already. It looks like Joe has settled with Justin Jefferson. Philly with, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, a little bit of a surprise pick, but not quite a surprise. Philly ends up going with Jamar Chase instead of Dalvin Cook. Um, Fred, no surprises there, goes with Austin Eckler. Austin also, no surprises, goes with Cooper Cup. Um, this is, Mo is probably the only other one that we weren't quite certain about, but once the Debo Samuel contract situation got worked out, that became a pretty obvious pick for him, and he's going to roll with Debo. Um, I am going to be rolling with Christian McCaffrey. Sam, of course, uh, sticking with King Henry. Uh, the man was on pace for another monster year before he got hurt, and I think he's just going to bank on that not happening again. Um, Carl, no surprises here as well, rolling with Najee Harris. He kind of moved up in the draft last year to um, – with the intent of keeping Najee for the next, you know, five, five years plus. Um, and then Gino sticking with uh, another keeper receiver with Devonte Adams. Uh, I think it was last year. He kept Deandre Hopkins this year. He keeps Devonte. And then of course, um, Fern sticking with Jonathan Taylor, um, probably the best player in the league last year. Definitely the best running back um, projected as, you know, one of the top three, four fantasy players this year. So those are our keepers for this um, for this uh, draft here, and we are going to start at the top. We'll just be manually selecting players, and our order for today, I'll be picking first, Sam will be picking second, Philly will be picking third, and we will just rotate our picks all the way through these three rounds. So 
three rounds, 30 picks. Each of us should get 10 picks apiece. We're going to try to avoid where possible. So we might switch it up because we're going to try to avoid drafting for ourselves. Um, so the, as we snake around, we didn't do all, we just did the first round math, the <laughs> second round and third round math. That's for future us to, to figure out. <laughs> we don't need to worry about that right now. Yeah. Well, I'm ready to get started. If Let's you guys go. Are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm picking for Joe here. Um, if, I, if I'm in this situation here, I, I'm having arguably the one of the best, if not the best receiver this year. Most people are projecting Justin Jefferson to be um, wide receiver one this year. I'm going to go ahead and shore up at running back, especially because my next pick isn't until um, pick 20. May not be a good running back. Why um, RB1 quality guy there at 20. Uh, I'm going to roll with best available running back here. Or excuse me, not best available since um, Philly's not keeping uh, Dalvin Cook. But I'll be rolling with Joe Mixon. Um, he had a monster year last year. Um, he was a, definitely a touchdown uh, touchdown monster. I think he had 17, 18 scores. Uh, I don't see that. Um, I don't see that touchdown production really dropping off much. And I think the offense will be much improved behind an offensive line that the Bengals spent heavily on in free agency. So Joe Mixon's my pick here for uh, for Joe. Oh, 1-1. It's a good pick. Any any thoughts? Any objections? No. No, I, we talked about this before the before we started recording. You know, I think there's, um, you know, I, I kind of look at this as a second round. Um, with the exception of probably Debo Samuel, I think, um, you know, the, the keepers are more or less the first round picks maybe not in the order they would go obviously but yeah. um the first round is pretty much made up of those guys in, in most leagues and so um i really look at this as you know it's typically the first overall pick but i really look at it as the first pick of the second round so um i think if you're in any other league and you're getting joe mixon as the first pick of the second round you're you're pretty happy with that particularly if you've got you know uh justin jefferson in pocket so yeah. um yeah I, I like i like any running back on a high scoring offense yeah I mean, the only the only really call pause here is um, with Dalvin Cook. You know, I, I I've been when I'm practicing my mock drafts, I pretty much have Joe taking best available running back, um, which has been Joe Mixon up to this point. So okay. he might go Dalvin. We talked about this before. He might go Dalvin, but I just don't see him doubling up on Minnesota players um, with JJ. So I'm, I'm going to have him rolling with Joe here. Yeah, I think that's the smart play. I don't see Joe Mixon having a bad year. So. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. All right. Um, my turn. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because I can't you can't draft for yourself. Um what is that? Ticking sound. Is that you, Philly? I think I think that's the draft. <clears throat> oh, come on, dude. No. <clears throat> come on. Come on. Um, I think for this one. <laughs> what the hell? That's sleeper. sleeper or was that an, I think it's sleeper. Cut? I think you can turn off the notification. I just turned off sound. Can you also hear it? Not anymore. I'm good no, it's still going in my ears. I can't hear y'all. <laughs> you got to turn it off on the. Yeah, yeah, exit out of the screen and yeah, click the click. Yeah. Oh god, jeez. Yeah, that was obnoxious. <laughs> um, I thought you did. I thought you did like an audio yeah. bite. I was like, the fuck is. Oh, this? I, th- I thought Sam had like maybe like a like a like a counter. You know, he was trying to keep. Keep no, time, keep no. us on, on track. <laughs> well, I thought it was mine. It's because I have one open, too. I'm running it. 
just simultaneously just because it's easier for me to see the players that are available and such. Um, okay. So I think the easy pick would be Dalvin Cook. And um, but I don't I don't want to go with the easy pick. Um, I think I think the pick that Philly's gonna go with in this situation uh is Nick Chubb. Um I think Chubb is gonna get the ball a lot, um, at least the first eleven weeks. Uh, until actually we don't even know what the hell is going to happen once Deshaun Watson comes back but with the kind of uncertainty at quarterback and I mean the Browns have proven that they're a you know run first team uh, with the combo of uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt's future is kind of still up in the air I think Nick Chubb is going to be a really I mean he's going to keep up the production and uh, probably you know even outproduce what he had last year especially if Kareem decides to you know either pitch a fit and sit out or whatever the case may be if he ends up gets traded um, that's only going to increase Chubb's productivity and uh, I just think he's the, the the safer choice here interesting yeah I mean <clears throat> I think uh, I, I don't I don't think you can go wrong with Chubb I mean arguably the best O-line in football um, their star quarterback is going to be out, so they're probably going to rely heavily on him. I think that's uh, it's not that Jacoby Brissett. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised capable. if Philly went that route. I wouldn't be surprised if he went Dalvin. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he went DeAndre. I wouldn't be surprised if he went Chubb. Um, so yeah, yeah. I I don't know what I'm going to take. <laughs> I'm going to see what the day brings me. Um, at that pick, um, you know, I, I really obviously it depends on what Joe takes. Um, you know, I have obviously unmarried myself from Dalvin Cook by not taking him as a as a keeper. It doesn't mean I'm against drafting him. Um, but I'm certainly, you know, open to options and I think um, you know, looking at kind of who's available right now, there's uh Bevy, we have for those that you know can't see this, we have um at, you know, at this point at this pick, if Joe Mixon goes, I there'd be Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, um, you know, uh, Aaron Jones, maybe as all, you know, people that could be uh, a solid picks at this point. So uh, we'll cut. We'll see. Um. All right. I got Fred. Um. The uh, the pain train that is the Manchester United friend. Uh, just I just feel it for him. So uh, he's he's rocking with Austin Eckler. Uh, that's his keeper. Um, you know he doesn't have quite as far to go back as as Joe does in the snake. Um, but I'm gonna give him a little bit of a, a benefit of the doubt here. I'm I'm gonna say that he could take one of two: Stefan Diggs or Travis Kelsey. I don't think he doubles up on running back. Um, I think you've got to kind of reach for one of those, you know, kind of elite guys at those positions. Um, but I just, I just see Fred. I see him going with the long shot here. If this, if sleeper wants to work for me. What? You, am I going crazy here? <laughs> it's just one of me pick it. So to say that it works, I'm going Travis Kelsey. As soon as I can put it in here, I'll put it in here. I think Fred is gonna be refreshed. Yeah, I must. I don't. I think Fred's going to uh, surprise us here, 
and uh, I go not necessarily a bad pick, but a a, a unique pick at that at that slot. I, 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 like word, I like the word unique there. I, I I think he goes pass catcher here, and I think if you go, I think if he were to go Diggs, Kelsey, or Lamb, and solidify, you know, one of the top pass catchers in the league, um, or one of the top available pass catchers in the league, he really can't go wrong here. Um, so I I have him taking a pass catcher here whenever I do my mocks. So I, I don't I don't hate this pick here. Tight ends are premium in a ten man league. So everybody knows that's, that's what I've heard. Everybody so, but, knows it. Um, it. It is an interesting. You have to be pick. careful because I'm going to be trademarking that soon, and you'll have to pay me royalties every time you say no, it. No, <laughs> I think I think unique is the right term for this. Um, a lot of, I mean, I think the the possibility of Travis Kelsey getting more usage than in, in years previous is the possibility. Um, and don't take my word for this, but some of the the stuff I've seen. Uh, on you know different reports and Twitter and you know other places are asking the question of like what what is the year that Travis Kelsey starts his decline is it is it this year uh, he is getting older not that he will per se but um, it is starting to become more of a possibility um, as he kind of goes up in age and uh, we kind of see that that offense uh, transform a little bit without Tyreek Hill so. Um, It'll be interesting to see how he does this year, but I still think it's a safe pick um, as he is one of probably, eh, it's not probably, he's the best tight end in the league. So, Billy, any thoughts or are we <clears throat> moving on? But, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think, I think you said, like you said, pass catcher. And so um, I just think Fred is one of those guys, a couple guys in the league that um, kind of do not necessarily the unexpected, but, um, just a little bit off the beaten path. Um, and so, you know, if I'm going to make the kind of first little dark horse pick here, I think it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on with uh, Austin up here next. Um, Austin keeps Cooper Cup, the uh, wide receiver one um, from a year ago. I mean, other than Jonathan Taylor was probably the two, probably the top two non-quarterbacks in, in fantasy last year. So um, I got him going with the going with the running back here. I've have him have had him um, taking an RB. Really, you're looking at Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift here. I think Dalvin Cook is the better, more polished runner right now, but I think uh, DeAndre Swift has a little bit more versatility, and he's in an offense that is significantly more reliant on him. You know, when I think of the Vikings offense, you have. You still have Justin Jefferson, you still have Adam Thielen, and you have K.J. Osborne who's coming into his own. Um, and quite frankly, we just don't know exactly what the uh, Minnesota offense is going to look like with a new offensive coordinator in town. So I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift here. Um, I think he's going to add. I think he's going to add a little bit of versatility to him. Give him some. Um, give him some catches out of the backfield, and uh, will be a perfect RB1 complement to Cooper Cup here. Just gonna have to refresh it, Philly. This is take to two. This. If we're gonna have to do this every pick, it might take a while. <laughs> it's fine. It's like I can I can just be working on it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's a good call. I uh, I, I mean we're kind of going the stereotypical here. Like if you have a running running back, you get a, a pass catcher. If you have a pass catcher, you get a running back. But I think 
just based on the talent that sits there, like, you know, for me, the first couple rounds of fantasy are about the best talent and not always what fills out your roster. Like, you don't want to screw yourself. You don't want to go to the RB0 strategy necessarily. Yeah. Um, but you got to take talent where you get where there's talent. And um, if, if someone, if a gym falls in your lap, you got to take it. So, yeah. DeAndre Swift is definitely talented. It'll just be. I think the it'll be very telling to see if uh, what that Lions offense looks like this year, um, if they progress or if they regress, and I think um, that will determine how good of a. I mean, I think, so well, I think Swift is going to be. A I just want to say, I just want to say, this is not biased as a Vikings fan, but comes something very bad. <laughs> Two of the greatest offensive players of all time both retired rather than play for the Lions, so. <laughs> Just take take it for what you will. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're speaking straight facts here. <laughs> it just I, I think it's more of a matter of time of how long does DeAndre Swift sit in the huddle and go, I guess I don't want to punch Jared Goff today. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> At some point, you have to wonder, like, why do generationally great talents not just say, yeah, it's time for me to go. I'm not going to re-up here. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> It's the the will to live that just gets crushed out of your soul playing for Detroit. It's like you could go sign another contract. Actually, honestly, just fuck it. I don't want to play anymore. I'm done. <laughs> it's just you're still young. You're still at the peak of your game. Nah. I'll give you I'll give you twenty million for one year, and you don't have to come to camp. Actually, I, I'm good. <laughs> okay, I think it's my pick. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, so this is Mo. He already has Debo. Um, normally, I kind of classify Mo in the same ideology when it comes to like drafting as I probably would Fred. Uh, it's kind of unpredictable, um, but f- Mo is very football smart, um, and I think that he would not pass up uh, Dalvin Cook, especially already having a Debo um, on his roster. So. I think uh, Dalvin Cook is a nice compliment for that as long as he stays healthy. Yep. Talent. Talent's there. <laughs> Dalvin Cook balls to you at essentially the 15th pick in the draft. You got to take that. Yeah. Yep. Losing no money if you don't. No, no disputes here. Thank you. I'm glad we all agreed on that. All right. Um, I'm up. Good old Heath. Well, Heath has uh, CMC, um, who is probably going to go number two overall on on an ADP, I would imagine, uh, across drafts of the season. Um, so he's pretty short up there at running back. Um, I think you've got to go receiver here. Um you just you you gotta kind of yeah. you find the talent where you find it. Um, I know it's kind of the easy pick here, um, yeah. but Stefan Diggs falls to you, um, and you've already got Christian McCaffrey. You've got a a top five. You got probably the one number one or number two running back this year, and then you got a top five receiver in Stefan Diggs. Um, that's an anchor to to an offense, um, and and where he's at, he's. Um, just past halfway, so when it, it loops back to him, there's some other folks that I think he could potentially reach for right now that I think he could wait 
on and probably get him as they swing back through and and really kind of bolster his roster. So we're going to go Stefan Diggs here. Yeah, I mean, when I've been practicing my drafts, I've, I've been kind of teetering between like just best available or um, best available or grab a pass catcher or, um, you know, try to pick up another running back just because of Christian McCaffrey's uncertain injury history. But I got to be honest with you, if, if Diggs fell to me, which in, in all the drafts that I've been doing, I haven't seen him falling to me. Um, if Diggs did fall to me, it'd be very hard to, to not pick him up. <laughs> so I, I got to be honest. This is probably exactly what I would do if Diggs actually did fall to me. <laughs> I, I, I think you would look at, I think you would, I think you probably prepare and have in your mind that you're not going to get him. And so you've got some other folks and I, I don't want to say it now, but as, if they get picked or as they come back around, maybe I'll, I'll say, um, I, I think there's some other guys that might fall to you. But I, again, if Diggs comes to you, I just don't. I don't see how anybody could say no yeah, uh, to I've, that I've got, to that level of talent. At this point, I've got like two pretty cons- pretty clear strategies, and Diggs falling to me at six would blow both of them up. Because <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know that I could not take Diggs. <laughs> here's all the work I just did, and uh... yeah, yeah, here's these thirty mock drafts I've been practicing, and Diggs blows it up. He do be that dude. He do be that dude though. Yeah. Love it. All right, Keith, what you got? Oh, I'm up next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah big borrow. Big big borrow. No, oh, sorry, it is commission. I'm sorry, it is commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is our this is our boy Kamish. Um I, I this is one where I'm gonna break from our like logic of keeping a running back. Um you know, go for a receiver. I I, I can see I see Sam double tapping um running back here. Um, just because, I mean, Derek Henry's style of play is a very physical, very aggressive style of play. He's all, he's going to be more prone to injury because he doesn't shy away from contract, uh, contact. Um, that being said, by all accounts, he does as good a job of taking care of his body as anybody. But, um, I think when you look at having both Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones here two um, dual threat. Uh, running backs who provide a lot of value out of the backfield as pass catchers um, where Derrick Henry doesn't. I mean, he's a yardage and TD dependent guy. Um, I think double tapping running back here for Kamish would be an excellent play here. Um, and I think Alvin Kamara has got to be the pick here. Um, he's mm. consistently gets, you know, 70, 80 plus targets. Um, I think he's had like 40, 50 plus receptions every year he's been in the league. Um he was, I mean, up until Jameis Winston got hurt, he was by far um, the best fantasy, the best fantasy running back. And it wasn't until Taysom Hill started coming in and not utilizing Kamara as a checkdown guy that he started falling down, uh, falling down the fantasy points leaders. But um, <clears throat> I see Sam uh, potentially double tap and running back here, pretty much guaranteeing himself the best uh, running back duo in the league, and it would be. I mean that'd be that'd be a great pickup. Yeah, it's an interesting pick. Carl would not be happy. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a you know, uh, in any other league year, if he didn't have a potential suspension looming over his head, you know, he's a top ten pick. Um, you know, in any league. So I think, um, you know, at this point, round two essentially, 
it's a great pick. I like the doubling up on that. And I also think that Jameis Winston is a little bit closer to Drew Brees than Taysom Hill is. And so if you have that kind of quarterback back in the offense, when it's going to check down, when it's, that's a little bit maybe smarter and is going to, um, you know, Taysom Hill, I think, was just going to use his legs no matter what. And I think Jameis is maybe a little bit more reserved and will be one to kind of, instead of, you know, just trying to run out of the pocket and scramble for a first down, I think he's more likely to get a check down or two. So I love the pick. I think, too, it's it's hard to visualize for the folks at home, but, you know, we're, that's just pick seven. Um, so there'll be six more picks and then, um, and then Kamish gets to go again. So I think that, that to me, that part plays part into it too, is that, you know, where the, the, the kind of next crop of receivers or pass catchers is pretty even and could, you know, uh, load you up on the, on the available talent. I think for me, that's why I, I could see Sam going running back here is just because receivers deep um, running back isn't. So yeah. you know, guarantee yourself two top five, top seven running backs. And then, you know, another hammer pick. receivers in yeah. you know rounds four through seven. <clears throat> Love it. Okay. What are you saying? Um, I think I think uh, Carl is, I think, relatively predictable, at least in terms of like philosophy of what he's going to do. Um, who he's going to take in those spots is kind of harder to predict. Um. I know he's high on Alvin Kamara. I know he's high on uh, Micah Pitt or Michael Michael Pittman. His brother Mike is at FSU, so he's not in the league yet. Um, he's high on a few other players, um, but I think again, I think he's going to follow a similar uh, philosophy that that Keith kind of just pitched uh, with my, my with my previous pick. Um, the best available right now is CD Lamb. I don't see Carl taking CD Lamb. I do, however, see him taking Aaron Jones and having another one-two punch at running back. So with the eighth pick in the Friends and Low Expectations mock draft, three-round mock draft, I see him taking Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is arguably one of the best running backs. Um, he uh, kind of can do it all, pass catching, running, and then uh, you never know what's going to happen when they bring in A.J. Dillon as well. Um Matt LaFleur said he's got he doesn't have a, a one and two, he's got a one A and a one B. So uh these guys are gonna be utilized very highly. Um, especially with the last uh, or the lack of pass catching options, or I guess like the level of pass catching options that uh Aaron Rodgers has, I think he'll probably look to utilize um Aaron Jones more than he has. And granted, Aaron Jones put up at least one, maybe two forty point games last year, if not more. So um Carl likes that productivity, and I think he'll go with that if he's on the board. No Carl in fear. I, th- I think that's a sound pick. I think Carl would be uh, smart to pick up Jones. I think Carl uh, would be I'll... tickled pink. Tickled pink. <laughs> My only qualm is the AJ Dillon, like you talked about uh, the the target share. Does that de- does that decrease? Does it does it help Aaron? I mean, there's a case to say that it helps him. Um, keeps him on fresh legs, and uh, you know, obviously he's he's a yeah. talent. So, like, you know, if he's if he's in there, he's going to produce. It's just, um, do they get on a hot streak with the couple drives with AJ Dillon, and then do you lose a quarter or two a game of snaps to Aaron Jones? Is that does that impact, or is he is he productive enough in those snaps to 
make up for it. It's my only uh, my only concern there, but overall solid pick. Well, is this back to me again? Yeah, it is. Um, we got Gino picking here. It's actually me, I think. Is it? Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. My B, my B. Yeah, uh, back the fuck up. <laughs> uh yeah we got we got big gino here uh you know the uh th- this is the hardest one for me <laughs> i could see gino taking so many people with this pick Justin Tucker. um uh, honestly uh I, I really wouldn't be i would be actually somewhat surprised at, at this early with justin tucker but there's a limit. There's not a very high limit of when I'd be surprised he took Justin Tucker. It, the limit is is pretty close. Um, Gino's coming in with Devonte Adams, uh, who I think is gonna he's gonna eat. Um, I think he's probably gonna be supplanted as a top three. I think he'll probably finish four or five in receivers. But I mean, that's still you know exactly what you want out of a first round pick. Um, so looking at the board here, um, kind of the next the next best available. CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, Javante Williams. This is by uh, ADP um, in Sleeper. So there's there's quite a few options here, particularly at running back. Um, I don't think Gino goes running back. <laughs> um, and I don't blame him here. Um, looking at these at these numbers, he's he's got a quick turnaround. He's pick eight. He picks again in four picks. Um, I think he says, I can wait on running backs. And he goes best available uh, talent, and that's CD Lamb. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like this pick a lot here, uh, going to best available, especially because, um, like you said, I mean, he he has to wait three picks for his next one, and I mean, at that next pick, you've got you know the potential for Saquon, Javante, Leonard Fournette. Um, so, yeah, I think. I think any one of those guys will definitely be there at 12. Um, Lamb almost certainly won't. Gino just building up that wide receiver war chest again. C.D. Lamb <laughs> is the number one guy in Dallas now, and uh, I think he'll probably show us that, that he deserves to be the, the number one. Although Ben DiNucci got released, so I don't know how good the – the Cowboys offense is going to be without him. <laughs> ben DiNucci. Lamb is going to be one of those guys that like either, I, I think he he's either going to explode because there's literally nobody else that he has to throw to. Because uh, I think Gallup is going to start the year hurt, um, start the year on the PUP list. Mm-hmm. And um, Schultz is still a bit of a, a kind of an, an, an iffy one. Like, yeah. Dak seems to like him. Dak has like a love hate relationship with Schultz. Like when he likes him, he really likes him, and when he doesn't, he doesn't. They lost. So. Uh, who else did they lose? James Washington's hurt. He's out for a good bit yeah. of time. They lost a a lineman as well. Who was it? Yeah, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith for probably four months, maybe the year, depending on how things go. So unpredictable, but here we yeah. are. So I'm picking here for um, Fern. I I'm gonna do I'm gonna pick something that I don't think he's gonna do with the tenth pick, but I will. I do think he's gonna do with the eleventh pick, um, and because I don't know what Sam will do for 
um, Fern at 11. Uh, I'm going to do what I think he will do at 11 just to be sure that um, Fern gets the two guys I think he's going to get, which, so I think Fern is going to take Josh Allen at 11. I think he's, I think he's going to grab him, but um, I'm going to have him taking Josh Allen at 10 um, just to see what Sam does here. Um, Cause I think he's going to go Josh Allen and then a, a receiver or a receiver. I think he'll go receiver at 10 and then Josh Allen. Um, but I think uh, I don't want to leave that in fate's hands here. So I don't think Fern gets out of the second round without Josh Allen. So I'm going to have him taking Josh Allen 10 here. Um, dual threat, um, dual threat quarterback. He's getting better and better as a passer and he's not losing any of his potency as a runner. Um, I think the bills offense is going to be incredible. Um, yet again, maybe even, maybe even, maybe even better. Um, I think Josh Allen is really just a can't miss. This is really high for a quarterback. Um, but again, I think he blends his skill set as um, a playmaker on the ground and just a really, he's developing into a really, really good field general quarterback. So, yeah. Yeah, this is not the pick I expected at all, actually. Um, <laughs> I was expecting. Like I said, I think he's going to take him at 11. I think he'll probably go receiver at 10 and then Josh Allen at 11. But yeah. I didn't think that you would think that same way. So I went ahead and took him here. Just to make sure that just so uh, you can say like, listen, I told y'all, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so if I was, so if I was picking tenth, not and not picking eleventh, I would have picked probably Tyreek Hill here, um, just because I think I don't think he'd go. I don't think he'd go Saquon. I don't. I don't think he. I think he's gotten burned by Saquon one too many times uh, over the past two years. I think as a Giants fan, he he now knows better because he. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I think like. I think like like everything, like his grandfather would probably be very upset that he didn't take Saquon. But uh, yeah, I don't see him taking Saquon uh, at the at the tenth. Um, but Josh Allen, wow, that's a it's, it makes sense. But it's a surprising pick. Um, so I think for the I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm not gonna go traditional as well for this. And I think um, Fern's just going to try to build the best roster this year so if i'm fern in this situation i don't take tyreek hill either uh which is probably a surprise to most but i go to the the ranked 23rd player on the board and i take mark andrews i think he uh i think he goes tight end i think he wants a solid tight end uh for this year uh, mark andrews is arguably number two maybe one b to, to travis kelsey being one a as a uh a tight end um, and it gives him a really solid core of Jonathan Taylor, Josh Allen, and Mark Andrews. Those are players who can easily put up like 120 points by themselves any given week. Uh, they could single-handedly beat you, and I think that's a really, really uh, dynamic team and core that they have. So I, it probably makes Carl mad because he's probably hoping that he Mark Andrews is available that his next pick, but um, I think he comes off the board uh, pretty early. Yeah, that's a bit unconventional, but like you said, I mean, you 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 have the potential there for RB one, QB one, tight end one, yeah, uh, which I think would be incredible. And we've already talked about it a little bit. Receivers pretty deep this year. Um, he won't pick again until pick thirty and thirty one, but you can get you can probably get two thousand yard receivers at both of those picks, and you're still set with probably the best core trio in 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 the league at that point. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't hate, I don't hate this. It's so, um, so thinking about this, I'm going to actually, um, well, I won't change it, but, uh, so you have your Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, uh, we're going into Gino's, uh, pick. Um, and I, I kind of thought, uh, with this, that I might go Josh Allen. Um, I know that, you know, we talked about, um, with the CD Lamb pick that, uh, you know, there's some running backs coming back to him, uh, particularly now that Josh Allen is gone and Mark Andrews is gone. I think it puts a little bit of urgency behind Gino. I think he looks at the board and is not super impressed uh, with what he sees uh, at running back and um, and does Keith's favorite thing and starts the quarterback's arms race and goes Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, I, that's on brand. That would I, be, I mean, that'd be, that'd be, it wouldn't be a bad pick here though. You know, it's it like, would, I mean, he, like he has to wait, you know, 20 something or 19, 18 picks to pick again. Um, you know, he's got a, um, a pretty solid lock at receiver, a pretty solid lock at quarterback and actually two pretty solid, probably two top five receivers and a top two or three quarterback. Um, you know, I think, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes with Saquon or Javante Williams or even playoff Lenny um, here, but I also could see him going, mm, is the writing on the wall that a no is one of two things is going to happen, which happens every year with pretty much every league is that Josh Allen goes <laughs> and either everyone says you're an idiot and waits <laughs> and keeps drafting skill positions or the panic sets in and the the top three or four quarterbacks go in the second round. And that's obviously the kind of the method that I'm going to go right now is that uh, at least for Gino, there's a couple people I could see taking Mahomes in this round. Gino being one of them, um, Mo being one of them and Fred being one of them. Um, the other folks I think would, would be a little bit more reserved, uh, but with Gino being the first up, he's going to be the, uh, the scapegoat here. Yeah, I think I think the only other piece for me here, um, and why I think Patrick Mahomes could make some sense. I don't think he would, um, but I think it could make some sense is because you you look at Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are of the next five to seven players are by far the two best, and there's a pretty substantial drop off between Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and then in my opinion, you look at the next three there: Saquon, Javante, and Lenny. Um, I think he needs a running back here, but. Saquon coming off of um, an injury, coming off of an injury riddled season. Um, Javante Williams still unproven and um, the Broncos have still not been like fully committal on just full steam ahead with Javante. Um, They brought back Melvin Gordon and then there's been a bit of a battling camp there. Um, And then Lenny, who's just in such a loaded offense where um, it'd be difficult to look at him and say, yeah, he's, you know, he's going to be this elite player because the Bucks have three different receivers who can give you a thousand yards, um, so I think it could make some sense. Yeah. Other that's me again? Yeah. I think that's yeah. good. Um, yeah, so I got Carl. Looks like Carl back on the turn here. Um, Carl having uh, Najee Harris and then double tap and running back with Aaron Jones. I think he's going to go receiver here. Um, He's talked about a couple of different guys, but I think I just I don't think there's any way that if Tyreek Hill falls to him here, um, he doesn't go Tyreek Hill. So 
I think if he's got, uh, I think if he's got Tyreek Hill available here at what is this 13, um, there's just no way he passes him up. That would be an incredible haul. Um, it looks, it looks already like Tua and Tyreek have a pretty good, um, pretty good rapport, pretty good chemistry. Um, so I think this would be absolutely steal of a pick here if Tyreek does fall this far. So. I like agree. It. I don't think I don't think we need to say anything else there. Technically, it's my pick, but that is also my actual. We pick, can skip. So we can skip to me. And I, I will defer to Philly. Like, <laughs> all right. So as you figured out, we're back to Kamish. Um, Kamish has uh, King Henry and Stefan Diggs. Uh, sorry, uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, one-two punch at running back currently. Um, I don't think he makes it a one, <laughs> two, three. Uh, I don't even know that he makes it a one, two punch, uh, in real life, but, um, I'm going to go with, um, if, if you followed the league last year, there was a guy, um, uh, that was a little bit of the bane of Sam Friday's existence, don't fucking do uh, Mike Williams. Um, and I don't think he's going to take Mike Williams, but I do think he's gonna take his teammate Keenan Allen. Um, I think it gives him uh, probably, in my opinion, the best um, wide receiver left on the board right now. He obviously needs a receiver. Um, and it's a, Justin Herbert's a top three quarterback in fantasy most likely this year. And that's because he's throwing to studs like Keenan Allen. I think um, Keenan Allen has all the upside that Mike Williams had for Kamish last year. Um, but none of the uh, maybe wishy-washiness that he experienced last year as well. So. I'm going to go Keenan Allen here. That's a good pick. Yeah, that'd be a solid pick to round out your 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 two your two headed monster <laughs> running back. You get a really good pass catcher. Yeah, I don't think uh, Keenan Keenan Allen will burn me as bad as Mike Williams did. So, <laughs> at one point last year, Kamish had to set his nickname and sleeper for Keenan Allen to, or for Mike uh, Williams to. Um, Put Mike Williams idiot. in your starting, or don't be an idiot. Start Mike Williams or something like that. Yeah. Every time he wouldn't start him, he would uh, go off, and every time he started him, he would be a dud. He was the pain of my existence. <laughs> um, okay, I'm up. Keith's on the clock, technically. Ooh. If I'm Keith, I look at this running back situation here. He's already got Stefan. He's got CMC. I don't think Keith loves Saquon Barkley, especially in a new offense, especially coming back from injury. We don't love Javante Williams because uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the AFC West. I know he's a, he's a big Bucks fan, but I'm not necessarily seeing him taking Leonard Fournette or Mike Evans. I know how he feels about AJ Brown. Don't love that. He's uh he's 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 been burned one too many times by AJ Brown's soft tissue um issues. Um I keep looking I think down. we've mostly repaired our relationship because I started him the what was it the first week of our matchup and he gave me forty or thirty six. Yeah, he came back from injury, whatever. We don't talk about that. Um <laughs> but I know I know what Keith does like. He loves tight ends. And uh I've just made And tight, end tight ends are a premium. Talk to, talk to me nice, Poppy. <laughs> I think I think Keith sees a well, I don't know how tall this guy is, probably six five, six eight, freak. Uh wide receiver in a tight end's body 
Kyle Pitts. He's yeah, he's six, six foot six. Six six, two hundred and forty-six pounds. I think that's who Keith goes with. He's uh easily I mean, from what from the sample size we've seen last year, he's one of the most talented uh players to play the position so far. Uh people are already comparing him to like, you know, Tony Gonzalez, etc. But I think I think Keith takes Cal Pitts in this spot uh, since uh, getting another elite tight end off the board. And again, you have Stefan Diggs, Cal Pitts, and CMC. If they all three of them can stay healthy, that is a matchup to be feared. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate this pick here. Um, as much as it pains me to give a, a Florida a Florida player um, props, Sam said he's one of the most talented you know, athletically talented at tight end. I'll take it a step further. I think he's one of the most athletically gifted players in the NFL period. Um, at 6'6", 250, basically, he's got certifiable 4'4 speed. He's got unbelievable athleticism, just an unbelievable catch radius. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if if I had an opportunity to take Kyle Pitts, I'm not sure that I would go Kyle Pitts here um, just because I'm not so certain about CMC, but um certainly i would i would definitely think about it and um, i wouldn't hate the fact like as billy kind of mentioned um you know having a potential rb1 a wide receiver one and tight end one similar to fern situation here with a tight end one rb1 qb1 um you've got a good core there yeah is it no. next um Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's you. Picking for our boy Mo, who now has Debo and Dalvin Cook, which I think is an absolutely fantastic um, group to start building around. Um, I, I think you you could definitely take another running back here, and I think um, I think that would make a lot of sense. You could definitely go ahead and take another receiver here, and I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, I think I think Mo looks to shore up his running back situation. Dalvin Cook, we kind of talked about this before the show started, um, already has a bit of an injury history. He's 28, 29 years old. Um, running backs have a relatively low um, short shelf life. So I think he shores himself up at running back here. We talked a little bit about um, Leonard Fournette. Um, as much as I think that offense can really be great for him or it could be it could be a feast or famine offense i think leonard fournette um is developing is getting a lot better as a pass catcher and brady trusts him as a check down guy so i see him going leonard fournette here um getting himself you know two of the seven eight best running backs in the league to go along with debo who's probably the most um singularly most explosive playmaker in the league so love the pick Love it. I, uh, I I think you got to shore up, and you know I think I think the kind of three that have been sitting here for a minute, uh, Lenny, Saquon, and Javante, I think it's really a preference pick. Um, you know, so if you've not been burned by Saquon, you're <laughs> probably more likely to take Saquon. If you believe in the you know the kind of check down of of playoff Lenny and and you have a solid guy like Dalvin <laughs> Cook that you know can get you 20 25 points every week you can take a kind of a boomer bust from Lenny every once in a while um you know Javante I think is going to be kind of that workhorse back that gets a solid you know 15 to 20 he's not, he's probably 
not going to have a ton of games where he gets a ton of points, but he's also probably not going to have a ton of games where he finishes, you know, pretty low on the week. So I think it's all kind of preference there. And I think what you said for, for most situations, it's perfect for, for Leonard Fournette there. You don't have anything to add? Perfect. Well, we roll back on through. Cheese. Um, all right. So Cheese has Cooper Cup, undisputed uh, wide receiver one, at least from last year, maybe for this year. Uh, DeAndre Swift, who could easily be a, a RB one um, if he's if the things play out for him in Detroit, like I think they will. Um, so where do you go here? You've got kind of a pick here, and this is a tough spot to be in to me. Um, you know, you could kind of felt your receiving core. You could kind of felt your running back committee. Um, you could fill a new position. Um, this is kind of a one of those stretches where, particularly in this part of the draft, I think the next 10 guys are kind of all on par. And it, it kind of comes down to personal preference of what, what you value here. Um, given given the the prolific, prolificity, no, was that a word? Given how prolific <laughs> Cooper Cup is, I don't know. <laughs> prolificity, I don't know. Is that a thing? I don't know. Uh, given how prolific Cooper Cup is, I think um, Austin feels pretty safe at receiver and feels like he can wait around. Um, but given the kind of boom or bust of DeAndre Swift and the uncertainty, I think he tries to shore up running back here. I think he goes Saquon Barkley. Yeah. This is a stretch here where, as our draft has kind of shaken out, um, I'm I'm a little surprised that we all of our picks I think make perfect sense here, uh, but I would be surprised if if Lenny and Saquon end up falling this far. But if he does, I, if Saquon does fall this far, I don't think he makes it past. Um, I don't think he makes it past Cheese on this turnaround, just because, um, like you said, with Cooper Cup, you're pretty much guaranteed 20 plus points. Um, DeAndre Swift, you know, we, we anticipate he will be, get better, um, shore up your running back, um, and get, get a guy who, um, can really do it all out of the backfield. So this would be an excellent pick if he ends up falling this far. All right, my turn. So I think if, uh, Saquon had fallen to Fred, I think Fred takes Saquon. Uh, yeah. if that happens for sure. Um, I just think that's who Fred is, takes best available there. I think, uh, same situation, I think Fred takes best available here. I think he goes uh, with Javante Williams and gets himself another running back um, to 1-2. Uh, his backfield with, um, who already have, with Austin Eckler. I think he had Javante Williams last year too. So I think he's going to hope that that combination can uh, help get him back to the promised land. Yeah, I think I think getting a second running back here would be great. Um, we already kind of talked about it a little bit. I could also see um, I could also see him going quarterback here. Um, you've got Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes off the board. Go ahead and get yourself Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, get yourself a surefire top five quarterback. Um, pretty much identical situation um, to you know a nearly identical situation to Fern. You've got you know a top quarterback, a top running back, a top. Um, tight end so i could see quarterback here too justin herbert 
Kind of Beautiful. a wild card. Kind of a wild card. We don't know what we're going to do. Kind of a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, would say, I would say if we could assign a role to Fred, that would probably just be the role of wild card. Wild card, yeah. Like literally League nothing wild Fred card. does here. I, I, think, I think we can all agree, like nothing Fred does in this draft could surprise us. Because um, it would just be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, we could see that for Fred. Um, so rolling with the next pick here, picking for Philly. Um, Philly now has Jamar Chase and Nick Chubb, two guys who we both, who we all agree are going to be um, top performers at their position. Looking at this again, um, I think, you know, just like we talked about um, with Austin here, you can either, you know, you can go ahead and pick up another um, top end receiver or um, shore out your running back. I think here though, you have a pretty substantial drop off at running back. Once Saquon and Lenny come off the board, I think you've just got too far of a drop-off here. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has been a little wishy-washy. Um, had, had some some injury history. Um, James Conner, he's one of those guys that, like, he's, he's he's a bit of an enigma. Like, if he's starting and playing, um, you know, he's he's another kind of do-it-all runner. Um, but, you know, he's he, may, he might be a little bit too much to take a chance on here. Um, I think... I think Mike Evans has probably got to be the pick here. Um, He is over the last, over the last few years, he's probably the most consistent receiver in the league. He's the only receiver in NFL history to begin his career with eight consecutive thousand yards um, receiving. And he's pretty much guaranteed like a thousand yards and seven to 10 touchdowns. So um, go ahead and get yourself another, you know, top seven, top eight wide receiver to go along with Jamar Chase. We might, who could very well be the best receiver in the league this year uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Um, I think that's a can't miss here if Mike Evans falls to you at, uh, what is this, 19? Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that's a, a great pick. I mean, uh, we don't know how um, Chris Godwin's recovery is going, you know, what that's going to look like. And uh there's been, I mean, obviously they added Julio Jones, but I just still don't think that takes away. Uh, Tom Brady always finds his guy, and uh, he makes sure that that Mike Evans gets the ball um, one way or another. So he's going to be productive, and as long as you know, Brady can still sling his stuff um, at 45, I think uh, I think Evans is going to be a safe pick. Those in his space is more aerodynamic, so he might be running a little bit more. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's this is me, right? We are at Joe. Um, for reference sake, Joe has uh, Justin Jefferson and Joe Mixon um, currently. Um, he's got back to back, so um, I'm not. I don't know that I need to pull um, anything special here um, with this because um, I I don't think that. Um, I think this this is probably the the twenty pick. Um, I don't I don't think this is one that I need to you know this is the twenty one that I pick at at twenty. Um, I I think he just skips right on down the line and goes Justin Herbert. Hmm. I, I just I don't see I I see him wanting to to shore up. Uh, we, we've talked about this several times. There's an opportunity for several folks in here to kind of shore up, you know, two or three of their main point scoring positions. Um, he's not going to have uh, anybody come back to him for a while. Running backs right now are 
um, a little bit mid tier. Um, I think really in this draft, you should hope to get one good running back. If you get one good running back, count your lucky stars. Um, just the the depth of high quality fantasy running backs is at an all time low in the league, in my opinion. Um, and so uh, you say t- tight ends are a premium. I I say running backs are right up there with them in terms of um, the amount of really viable starters you have. So I think he feels good about this. There's nothing that's really screaming his name um, coming down the line. And he's got the next pick. Um, so it doesn't really matter where he picks. Um, so just to make some waves and just to say he did it, I think he picks uh, Justin Herbert there. I actually I actually agree here. I think I think Joe is going to go another receiver and then quarterback at these by one of these two picks. So I think if Mahomes is there, he probably will grab Mahomes over Herbert. But if he's got a chance to grab Herbert here, um, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Herbert making it beyond what is that, uh, 2022, 21, 22. So I don't disagree here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might, I might be the the odd man out here. I don't know if Joe does take your quarterback here. Um, I think Joe is turned on by Russell Wilson in a Denver Broncos <laughs> uniform. And I think he could potentially hold out to the fourth or fifth round for um, a quarterback like Russell Wilson for the Denver Broncos, um, given the opportunity. Um, if I was Joe. Well, let's, let, let's, let's be very clear. Joe is definitely turned on by Russell Russell Wilson in a Denver and that's, Broncos. And that's why I see him taking – that's why I see him not taking Herbert in this situation – because I don't know, it's just it just doesn't. When I think of Joe taking a quarterback in what the second round is that the second yeah, second round, something just rubbed it, it. It just you know you get something that just feel, doesn't feel right, and that's just something rolling off my tongue just doesn't doesn't feel right. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens, but I I would be I would, would be it surprised. Make you feel better if he took him at twenty at at twenty one at the beginning of the third round. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just don't see i just don't see it happening uh again this, that's just my take i don't know joe could joe could prove y'all right or me wrong or you know whatever it is but uh personally i i don't see it happening so but yeah. like i said i, I it, think the only I mean, reason it's why a, it's not a bad pick though no, by all means i think like if it's anyone if you replace you know, any team name with anyone but Joe, I think it's highly plausible, but I just don't see Joe doing it. So I, I think the only reason why I give this a little bit more plausibility is because because he has the flexibility here with two consecutive picks. Mm-hmm. You can go, you could, you know, you could grab AJ Brown and give yourself another top receiver. Sure. You could grab you could grab James Connor and get yourself another decent running back. Um he's been taking Michael Pittman mm-hmm. in his mock drafts. You could grab mm-hmm. him. Um, and still take a quarterback and now you've got either yeah. you know two top receivers and a top running back to go with the top quarterback I, yeah or, i mean no your logic you know. makes sense I, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying i just like i said yeah. it just doesn't just doesn't just doesn't uh just the other pick like i had there was george kittle i just felt like um at, at value something I uh, I, yeah i, I think I think a, a Kittle or a Herbert. I don't, I don't think if one of those is available, assuming that Mahomes and Allen are gone, if Kittle or Herbert are available, I see him taking either one. I went Herbert here because I just think um, the 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 value for that pick when it when it looks back around. But yeah. again, 
Yeah, no, there's a lot of good options. So I, I don't see Joe. To, I guess it's my turn around, right? No? Yeah. I don't see yeah. Joe taking James Conner. I think I don't know. I don't know. Something about James Conner year last year just felt like an enigma. Like it. It was like there's no way he can. As the James Conner owner, it was he was so frustrating. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I just I just don't see it. Like I just don't see him like repeating like this year that he had last year again. So. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him taking. I, you you brought up George Kittle, who is one person I was considering. Joe has been infatuated with Michael Pittman as well. Um, so this is a toughie. Um, I think I think Joe. I don't remember. We had a few mock drafts, but he's taken Michael Pittman um, there, and Carl's been very upset every time he's done it. I'm not taking. I don't. Ah, shit. I don't know, man. I like AJ Brown here too. Um, if I'm Joe, I take Michael Pittman. Screw it. I think that's a. I, I think um, Michael Pittman and Matt Ryan have had a really good connection um, in preseason so far, and people are very high on Michael Pittman for this year. Uh, I think he's really going to be a wide receiver for one for the Colts, and um, you have a consistent quarterback and a guy who can really sling the ball on Matt Ryan, and that's productivity you can't pass up. Yeah, I think I think Matt. I think uh, Michael Pittman is a great pick here, and I, I think I think with one of these two picks on the turn, he'll probably end up taking Michael Pittman. Um, you know, once is you know he's he's done what two three mock drafts now, and I think pretty much every time he's taken Michael Pittman at this turn. So at this point, I think he's probably going to go there. Um, I don't see anybody else reaching for Pittman in the second round, so I think he's going to be there for him. Um, I think when it comes to Pittman, I think he's actually going to have a fantastic year. Matt Ryan gets shit on a lot, but as a fantasy quarterback, he's he, he delivers. I mean, he's the dude, consistent. you can pretty much book him for 4,000 yards and nearly 30 touchdowns. And I think Pittman is going to be a huge recipient of that um, in an offense that also has Jonathan Taylor and a great offensive line. I think, I mean, Matt Ryan may not lead you to a Super Bowl, but he's definitely going to put up numbers, and Pittman is going to be on the receiving end of that. Don't hate it. Yep. So, Keith, I also also could really see him taking Zeke here. Zeke seems like a Joe player. Yeah. Like, something, I don't know. I just. He had Zeke. I think he had Zeke last year, did he? He had. See, I just don't see him going Zeke because he had him last year. I don't see him hitching his wagon to Zeke again this year, but. Um, you know, maybe he does. It, it, I don't know. Something, something. When I visualize Zeke sure. on a roster, I see, I see the fellas in the Jets at the top of that roster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are back around to Philly here. Is this is this the second pick in a row I've done for you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, so back around to Philly. It's actually you've in. actually picked my entire team. <laughs> no, because I picked. No, oh, Sam, Sam picked. Sam picked Chubb, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, doing a quick recap here again. Keeping Jamar Chase, uh, Nick Chubb in the first round, Mike Evans in the second round. You've got Philly has a ton of flexibility here. Um, You could go for another receiver and pretty much guarantee yourself, you know, an elite receiving core with um, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, and you know, like uh, probably I don't, I wouldn't see you going T Higgins here just because I don't see you doubling up on Bengals players, but. Um, maybe scary Terry. Um, if Michael Pittman did fall to you, I could see you grabbing Michael Pittman here. Um, even AJ Brown, I don't think would be a bad pick here. There's some, some unknowns there as far as just how good is J- uh, Jalen Hurts going to be. But um, 
I think I think I could see. I think the thing that at least to me makes the most sense here is probably trying to grab another running back. Although I think we we've talked about Zeke, we've talked about James Connor. I think Cam Akers is probably a guy here who might be worth grabbing. Um, I think the Rams' offense is going to be explosive. Cam Akers missed most of last season with um, with uh, what was it, a torn Achilles. I think he's got a full offseason under his belt um, to get back and get healthy. Um, I think grabbing Cam Akers here, he's a, an incredibly high upside <laughs> player. Um, I've watched him a lot in college. He's a very versatile player. He's a good pass catcher, um, good smooth runner. I think behind um, in that Rams offense, he'd be a great pick here. Um, like I said, some of the other options, A.J. Brown or Terry, uh, Scary Terry. Um, but I think grabbing another running back here. Um, and making sure you got yourself a nice compliment to Nick Chubb would be a great pick here. So I'm going to go Cam Akers with the 22nd pick. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, looking, I mean, looking at this now, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I kind of, I actually kind of hate this uh, right now. So <laughs> I'm glad that you were picking for me because um yeah i gotta be honest if i were actually picking for you in real life here i'd be like oh i don't i don't know like cam Akers, i can i can talk myself into the cam Akers. i can talk myself into aj brown um probably with your roster i couldn't talk myself into t higgins but um, yeah but yeah i mean i could talk myself into a couple different players here but i don't think i'd like it <laughs> <laughs> i can talk myself into george kittle too um at, at this spot but uh yeah it's not it's it's not an envious place to be. All right. Oh, whose turn is it? Um, you. Well, I just did Michael Pittman. I did Herbert Pittman, Keith, me. I guess we. Oh, we moved around because I was. That's a cover. All right, so it's me. All right, Fred has Austin Eckler, uh, Travis Kelsey. Went the first round. Javante Williams in the second round. So for keeping score at home, that's two running backs and a tight end. He's got to go receiver here. Um, I, he's got a he's got a long way back to him, um, and I don't I don't think he can really survive without um, without some level of talent at this position. Uh, the problem here is um, we're kind of at a midpoint in the board. Um, you know, there's there's quite a few guys that are a little bit boomer bust. Could be wide receiver ones on their team. Could be two or threes. <laughs> um, I look like a guy like T. Higgins. Um, obviously, Jamar Chase is, I would say, arguably the more talented receiver on the team. Um, and again, probably one of the most talented in the league, if not the most talented in the league. Um, but he's going to draw some folks, and so that could free up T. Higgins. Um you know, Keith mentioned what AJ Brown can do, and that was with Ryan Tannehill throwing to him. I think Joan Hurts is a little bit more talented, and I think the Eagles' offense will be a little bit more potent in the air than um, the Titans' air offense is. Um, and then you've got, you know, a scary Terry um, who can be a little bit more bust, but has, uh, for better or for worse, Carson Wentz throwing to him instead of Taylor Heineke. Um, so I think there's, you know, quite a few folks here um, as you kind of scroll down the list. Um, this is also an unenviable situation to be in. Um, I think he goes AJ Brown here. You got to go the best available. You got to get a wide receiver. It's a bit of a risk, but um, I think AJ Brown did enough at the end of last year to make you feel somewhat comfortable with this pick. 
Yeah, that's the pick I would have done. So I think that's I think that's the right call. I don't think he I, goes I think... unless he goes unless he goes quarterback. But I don't. I didn't see anything I liked there for for, for that. Yeah, matter. the next the next quarterback down would probably be like a Lamar Jackson and. I don't know that Lamar will fall to him, but I don't know that the the next kind of couple guys under Lamar are too far off of him getting in the fourth round. I think I think I think it's important to acknowledge here that AJ Brown in the third round would be an elite pick, and he probably won't fall that far. Um, despite how I feel about AJ Brown, like mm-hmm. I mean, if he's healthy, he's he's a top un, undoubtedly a top ten receiver. Um, he was great with. Ryan Tannehill in a run first offense. Like you're you're good if you're able to put up numbers with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. So um I think he's gonna be in a, a bit of a similar situation with an Eagles being the run first being a run first offense, but now he's gonna have um he's gonna be like the only really consistent receiving option. I think he and Jalen Hurts are gonna force that connection early and often. So I think this will be an excellent pick. And again, I don't think he'll actually be here in the third round. But if he is, you have to take this pick. Okay. Who's next? Me? I'm next. I'm picking for Austin. Jeez. Jeez. Um, So he's already got DeAndre Swift. He's already got Saquon Barkley. And he's already got Cooper Cup as his keeper. He's not going to take Zeke. He's not going to take James Conner. I could see him taking T. Higgins, but I think the pick, I, I don't know, this is just my brand for the evening. I think he's going to take George Kittle. I think that I think that pick is... Uh, Stay with me. Titans are a premium <laughs> in the 10-man league. I've obviously been to the the school of Keith. Um, we got, and... if, we got, if we got four tight ends coming off the board in the first round, two and a half rounds, I'm an, I'm a bus. I think, <laughs> I think bus. I'm going to be bussing, bussing. I think we will, uh, honestly. But no, I think I think Kittle's the, uh, probably the, I don't know, T. Higgins, sure. Scary Terry. I don't know what he's going to do with Carson Wentz throwing him the football. Um, Trey Lance is looking competent at quarterback, and I think Kittle will profit uh, greatly from that. So, um, I think a combination of Swift, Barkley, Kittle, and and uh, Cooper Cup is a pretty solid combo so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to argue that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> going back to uh, going back to Mo here. Just as a recap, we got Debo as our keeper, uh, Dalvin Cook in our first round pick, Leonard Fournette in our second round pick. Um, I think he's going to go another receiver here and give himself uh, two top running backs, two top receivers. <laughs> He had Jalen Waddle on his roster last year, and he really blossomed. Um, and I see him going to Jalen Waddle here with his third round pick. Um, might consider that a bit of a reach. Most would say he's probably late third, early fourth guy, but I think he really likes Waddle. And I also think Waddle is going to benefit tremendously from having a guy like Tyreek Hill, who's going to draw a lot of attention. Um, so Tua having you know two elite receiving options. Um, that's going to open up the field, open up the offense. I think this this would be a great pick here, especially looking at Mo's roster currently. Um, like I said, get yourself two top running backs, two top receivers in your first three picks. Hard to argue. I'm actually high on Jalen Waddle. I know that a lot of folks aren't, um, but yeah. he um, he was elite as the really the main option in that offense. And people give Tua a lot of crap, and I don't know that I trust Tua if I'm a Dolphins fan. Um, 
but he's going to feed his guys. I don't, uh, and I think, like you said, Tyreek Hill's going to pull double teams. Tyreek Hill is going to have to be somebody you watch at all areas of the field. That's going to lead some opportunity for Jalen Waddle. Uh, I think I think it's a similar situation to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, uh, where you're going to see one guy have kind of a mediocre game, and the other guy's going to go for three touchdowns. Um, and if you're willing and able to deal with that kind of boomer bust, I think that's a perfect pick for you. That that's actually exactly who I was thinking about, especially thinking about my situation last year, um, where I had Justin Jefferson the year before. And I was like, oh, certainly he won't he won't replicate that performance. And I ended up picking AJ Brown and I got burned with it because Justin Jefferson absolutely replicated that performance. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm spending the I was spent the entire season like wishing I would have taken Justin Jefferson. I think Mo might kind of consider that here. And it's like, okay, you know, I can go grab a new guy. Maybe I can grab a T. Higgins, maybe I can grab a um scary Terry, but I think he'll go with the guy that really helped him out a lot last year. He was basically his entire, um, you know, he he and he and Debo was basically his entire offense. So um, I, think I don't the, see him. I don't see him overlooking Waddle um, if he's got a chance to grab him in the third. I think the only thing I'll say on this, and, and I'll keep it brief, um, is that I think that sometimes these receivers who are wide receivers one benefit from bringing in a guy of equal talent, if not better. Um, I think like bringing in a Tyree kill is going to give Jalen Waddle some more favorable matchups, kind of like how um, similar situation in Philadelphia, like bringing in AJ Brown is going to help out Dallas Goddard and it's going to help out Devonta Smith. So I think, I think it's going to, you know, I think people are going to put, you know, their better tight end, but or not tight end cornerback uh, on uh, Tyreek, or I think it's just going to give Waddle more looks. Um, so I think, I think he'll have, uh, but he was he was racking up crazy amounts of like uh, catches too. I think that's the thing too. Like his his yardage wasn't necessarily nuts, but he was getting like seven to nine receptions a game. And so if that if that continues, I mean just just the receptions alone is going to make it makes him an, an attractive pick. So great pick, um, makes sense. Let's keep it rolling. Is it my pick? That me. Um, I did. I, I did, did Kittle. No, I did Kittle. You did Kittle. I did AJ Brown. You did Kittle. So it's me. Yep. All right. I'm missing, I'm missing my pick. I'm getting skipped again. Damn, son. Chief Keith in the sixth spot. Keith has uh, Run CMC, Stefan Diggs, and Kyle Pitts mm. currently. Um. You know, I, I honestly, it seems interesting because we, I think uh, when we were at my pick at uh, the second pick in the third round, we felt like we were kind of in like a bit of a mid, mid-round mid wall. Um, and then I think we had three pretty good picks that worked for those teams and A.J. Brown, George Kittle, and Jalen Waddle. And so I think that kind of read that up. And then I think we come back here and look and it's like, oh, what do you do? Uh, Keith has... Um, you know, a solid starting running back, a solid starting receiver, and a solid starting tight end. Probably top five for each one of those positions. So where does he go? Does he shore up one of those positions? Does he, you know, try to go for an elite um, quarterback? Um, I, I I think it's a little bit up in the air. Um, I, I just don't see anyone to me, uh, just knowing what I know about Keith, I don't see uh, anyone really. Um, 
really standing out to him um, as as somebody that he's going to trust um, for that. Um, I also don't see him taking a quarterback just based on his propensity to not go quarterback bet early. However, um, in keeping in line with having one good person, and I think the depth that kind of exists at running back and the lack of depth that exists at receiver, uh, uh, sorry, the lack of depth at running back and the depth at receiver, um, I think he goes Lamar Jackson here mm-hmm. and kind of gives himself um, a top five person in each position um, and then goes for, for depth and backups later on in the, in the draft. Interesting. I took I took Lamar third round last year, uh, almost at the exact same spot. I think I picked fifth last year. So, yeah, um, I cer- I certainly I mean if I ended up with Lamar, I would not hate it. Um, he's you know probably going to give you anywhere from seven hundred to a thousand yards rushing, and um, you know he's he's continued to show progress as a passer. This would not I would not hate this at all. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Makes sense. Um, Keith, are you want to go to skip Sam? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, recapping, Sam has Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Keenan Allen. Um, looking at the options here, you know, you've got you've got two great running backs, you've got a great receiver. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think you could go best available here and take any one of the the running backs that are available. I think Zeke or Connor would be fine here. Um, I I just I don't know that I see Sam having three running backs on his roster after the first three rounds, um, so I think this is probably where I might I'd probably go receiver just to kind of balance things out a little bit. Um, just from a strategy perspective, I don't see him reaching at a quarterback this high. Um, and if I'm looking at this, I know Sam had David Montgomery last year, and he was less than thrilled with. Um, his unavailability. So um, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Terry McLaurin here. Give yourself two, two good receivers. Um, even though um, Sam kind of made a comment about um, Carson Wentz throwing him the ball. I mean, Terry McLaurin was able to drop a thousand yards with Taylor Heineke throwing in the ball. I can't imagine Carson Wentz who had, you know, a four to one touchdown interception ratio last year is going to be any worse than Taylor Heineke, and I think is going to be a significant upgrade. So um, as much as Sam may not like Carson Wentz as a jaded Eagles fan, hmm. I think the opportunity to grab Terry McLaurin here and give yourself, um, you know, basically another guaranteed thousand yards as a receiver would be too enticing to pass up. It's an interesting pick. <laughs> All the non-committal commissions this whole time. He's like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll never know I think when, whenever we're commentating on a, on our own picks that we're picking for each other we're all kind of like oh yeah, yeah. commission's like oh, i'm not giving you shit i can't it. give carl any insight <laughs> yeah, even... i could be fibbing at, on everything i've said i could be lying about half of it sure. i could be lying about yeah, two of the players the total truth you guys could be just be nailing my strategy right now or you guys could be totally off Keith is sweating. <laughs> I, I actually have no problem admitting that it would be very, very, very difficult for me to turn away Stefan Diggs if he's there at six, but I don't think he's going to be there at six. See, now yeah. this is reverse psychology. So now he's. Mm, he's wow. This, 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 mm. this is some strategy here. All right. 
You better take Stefan Diggs so he doesn't get his guy. If you're listening, I give you permission to tell people about my affinity for Stefan Diggs. Okay. So I'm up. (laughs) All right. So I'm picking for Carl. He's got Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill. And we've got some available players. Zeke is somehow still on the board. Um, I don't think Carl takes Zeke. Uh, Darren Waller. Wow, that's... <laughs> I couldn't. Could I? <laughs> no, it won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think in this situation, uh, Carl either goes quarterback or he goes wide receiver. Um... I think he goes T. Higgins. That's my pick. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. He good. He catches ball. He's a, catch the balls. He's, he's, he's he catching good, balls. He's a good jump ball target. Um, he's he's getting his looks. He's getting his fair share of licks. Um, no, I think that's a nice nice uh, one two there with Tyreek and T. You got two T names. That's that's pretty good. So. Pretty good. Yeah. I actually I actually like this pick here too. I think T. Higgins is gonna take another pretty big step forward. Um, I, I think the whole I think the whole Bengals offense is gonna take a step <clears> forward. <throat> I think you're gonna see kind of Joe Burrow jump into that top five if you don't already believe he's kind of in that mix. And um Joe Mixon, I think he's gonna build on his season. Jamar Chase is you know somehow gonna find ways to get better. Um so I think I think kind of by default to the rest of the offense, as long as T. Higgins is healthy. He's going to take another jump as well. Yeah. Are we roll to uh, Gino, who has Devontae Adams, CD Lamb, and Patrick Mahomes? I think I know what he has to do here. <laughs> you know what he has to do. But what is he going to do? That is the when, question. When I- when I said he has to, he's I don't he doesn't have to take Justin Tucker here. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to take Justin Tucker here. You get a wicked six. It's, he comes in the just for the shit to giggles. I do think I if do we did think, a four round mock, I would definitely have him take Justin Tucker I, in the fourth. Legitimately, I think he would take him in the fourth. I don't think that he waits in past the fifth. I think he can uh, I think he I think he makes it to the sixth. He, he, he potentially makes it to the sixth only because Gino has such a like he has that you know two pick turnaround before it's his pick again. I think, and I, I think, think he's betting Gino, on Fern not being an idiot and taking I think, Yeah. I think if, well, I think if Gino had a running back, he would he would absolutely take um <laughs> Justin Tucker, but <laughs> I'm gonna let you make that pick. So um for the for the uh, visual viewers at home, I'm going to switch this over so we can see kind of who our running backs are because I think we've got to, if we're going to be realistic here, um, hopefully Gino at this point takes a running back to kind of fill out that um, that part of his roster. So you're looking at Zeke, James Conner, David Montgomery, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, and we'll go down to um, Clydro, Clyde Edward D'Lair, and AJ Dillon. Um, so as you can see, um, there's several running backs by committee, particularly at the bottom of that list. Um, there's Brees Hall, who's the rookie, who seems to maybe have usurped 
Michael Carter, but Michael Carter was also really good last year. So I have a hard time um, think, thinking that he's that good, that he replaces the that good rookie last year. Um, so really kind of narrows down to me a Zeke, a James Conner, a David Montgomery, or a Travis Etienne. Um, technically, Travis Etienne is not a rookie, but he didn't play at all last year because it was um, was it the ACL tour? I think it was Achilles. Achilles. Um, so you know he's more or less a rookie, so a little bit unproven. Um, but you know the proof is in the pudding. Uh, to me, he's a similar runner. Um, to he's kind of like a mixture of Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette. Um, he's got a little bit more left to right action than either one of those players, but he's still kind of a big bruising back that's not afraid to to put his body in there. Um, and really, when we look at all the four of these, to me, that's the guy that has the most upside. Um, you know, I think Zeke, Zeke probably has the most upside, but Zeke is kind of a gamble, especially with Tony Pollard knocking on the door. James Conner, kind of a gamble. We haven't seen, you know, enough um, prolonged uh, you know, stats here to see that this is going to be a continued thing. And David Montgomery, as we alluded to, you know, two picks ago, um, if he's on the field, he's great, but is he going to be on the field? So I think you could have the same question about Travis Etienne as an unproven, but um, there's a lot of upside there. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is finding his groove. They've got some decent weapons in there. Um, and I think he's a guy that could really um, make some waves this year. So I'm going to go Travis Etienne here. Yeah, I think that's a ballsy enough pick that Gino would make it. I like this pick a lot. Um, I think with James Robinson coming off of a um, James Robinson coming off of an ACL tear. Um, Did he have an ACL tear? Mm-hmm. Is that the end of last ACL season? Towards, yeah, towards the end of the season. Man, um, by by all accounts, he's pro- by all accounts he's you know he's going to be ready to go week one. So I think he still opens the year as the you know kind of RB one starter in the offense, but. Um, I think there's going to be a bit of caution when it comes to the new Jaguar staff of like easing him back into the season. I think that's going to be provide a lot of opportunities for Travis Etienne. If you follow college football, um, then you certainly know who Travis Etienne is. He was one of the most versatile backs in college football. He was a four year starter or he was, he definitely started three years. I think he played a lot his freshman year. Um, he was a three year starter at Clemson. He's the all time leading rusher at Clemson. I think he's like the, fifth or sixth leading rusher in NCAA history. Um, but that's not even the most impressive part about him. It's his pass catching ability and how how much better he got as a pass catcher in his three years, um, specifically after none other than Trevor Lawrence took over as the starter. So um, I think he's I think ETN has a ton of upside. Um, I, I have ETN going around the fourth, but I think when you look at what Gino has and really actually doesn't have, which is a running back, this would be a solid pick for him. Yeah. I, I also, to that point too, I think um, I, I, of those guys, that's the guy that could slip that Vern could potentially take at 10 uh, in this round. And so that's a guy that you, you go for now. And then there's probably, I think you probably have to snake around on the fourth round and get another running back. And you still have, you know, probably one or two of those remaining three guys we talked about um, left on the board to pick from. Yeah, it's all, right. it's all you. Uh, it's all you. 
Mish, I believe. I just did T. Higgins. Oh, Keith, then. I'm wrapping this up. Close us out here. Big Fern. All righty. So we're looking at Fern here. And again, just as a one final recap before our last pick of our three rounds, um, we've got uh, Jonathan Taylor as our keeper, Josh Allen as our quarterback in the first round, Mark Andrews in the second round. Um, I, I really – logic tells me that if this is how it shakes out, he's got to go receiver here. Um but in my opinion, there's just there's such a significant drop off here. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, your next three receivers here are Deontay Johnson, um, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Cortland Sutton, Jaron Judy, Jerry Judy. Um, I think there there's just there's just too much uncertainty here. But I, I just I can't I can't shy away from what I think is the logical pick here, which would be a receiver. Um, Deontay Johnson, I think, has is, is got to be the pick here. If you're looking at his offense, he needs a receiver. Um, Deontay was incredibly consistent last year in a pretty poor Steelers offense. Um, Big Ben, um, Carl, I swear this is no disrespect. Uh, Big Ben just kind of limped his way through his last season. He really just wanted to come back and prove that, um, you know, he's not going to – he's going to end his career on his own terms. And really, in my opinion, to the detriment of the Steelers. But in spite of that, Deontay Johnson still – had a good year, so um, I'll have I'll have Fern taking his first receiver here uh, with Deontay Johnson, and I think that 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 shores us up on this on this draft. Yeah, man, sure does. We thought this was going to be a shorter episode, and I feel I still think it's uh pretty thick. I think I think we're only we're only at about an hour right now, are we? Oh, we got to be over that. Right, we started at like. 20 after the hour, right? Did we? Hmm. Well. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> something. Um, all right. Should we... Uh... Do you want to review the final teams? Um, I don't think we need to. <laughs> no. I think we just go... I think we close out with the mailbag. And uh, first mailbag of the year. And uh, we... Uh, we say our goodbyes until uh Billy, can you download this? I want to add these to our, our agenda notes. Yeah. I was gonna um I'm for those at home, I am currently auto filling. Philly, you could literally just hit start draft and it'll do that for you, buddy. Yeah. Well, I don't want to come to me. Yeah, then you just do yours. Auto pick here. Yeah. Look at that. Boom, wow. Boom, Technology. Boom. boom. <laughs> Well, while that hey, I just realized too. Did we did we fuck up these uh these trades here? No, that's how. It, no, those are preset. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, well, while we're uh, while that's playing out, um, and we'll share that maybe. Um, Philly, you wanna? Hey, first the sleeper needs to needs to stop yelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have your you have your notification on. You turned on. No, no. The, oh. No, no, no. Look at, look at my fourth round pick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Sleeper putting you on blast, dog. Yo, Sleeper chill, dog. <laughs> sleeper says, I'm about to show the whole world your strap, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump into the mailbag. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Get to use our First favorite mailbag. Sound. Oh, man. Favorite, favorite bring it, bring sound bag. Bring back the mailbag. Yeah, hold on. Uh been so long that's what she said 
We haven't gone anywhere. We're just waiting. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sharing sound. <laughs> I've been listening to it. It's, it was great. <laughs> For those of you at home. I think we're all wow. just gonna like wait in there. Yeah, was I was awesome. thoroughly enjoying it. I couldn't tell if if the way that Kamish was moving his head was like it was kind of in line with the beat of the song. Oh. He was like, "Man, uh, man!" I was like, oh, "Okay, he's he's digging it." Okay, I love it. All right, you wanna you wanna stop sharing your screen so I can see your beautiful mugs again? Yes. Ooh, bring it bring him back the mailbag. Um, really was excited to see um, some of the some of the picks this week, and they they really didn't let us down. So, um, how, how do we want to do the picks this week? Y'all want me to just pick one, or is there is there one y'all are partial to? Should we do a randomizer, random number, assign them one through four, and we randomly select it? I think that's probably not worth the trouble. <laughs> well, I could just do a random number, <laughs> one through four. <laughs> Pretty easy. <laughs> How about this? How about this? I'll just go ahead and read everyone. We only had uh, four submissions this week. Um, well, technically five because uh, Kamish submitted two. Kamish submitted two. Uh, but we had a submission from uh, Barl, Barlito, Coral. Um, would you rather take a kick in the nuts from Justin Tucker or take a punch in the face from Mike Tyson? Pretty solid one. Um our, our man Mo, uh, what is the greatest college uh, movie about college? Um, and Mo added in there, his was Monsters U, Monsters University. Cheese. Uh, this was my personal pick, if if I can insert my bias. What is the elite tailgate spread? Elite was all caps, uh, if you're hosting. Um, he says you have to pick a drinking game, two sides and apps, a main course, a beer, and a specialty drink to show your dominance against other nearby tailgaters or pussy UW fans uh, who don't know <laughs> the tailgate. For those of you who don't know UW, that is the University of Washington. Husk, Huck the Fuskies. Um, so that was Austin's question. And then Kamish's two questions that he submitted. By what week will Fred change his name to something Man U related? Um, I think probably very, very soon, if not, uh, if not entering the season with a Man U related one. Um, and then who is the best current villain in sports? And I think it's a per important emphasis on the current. Um, and so for references on uh, sports villains, you're thinking like guys like Christian Leitner, um, a current villain that uh, Sam threw out here would be Grayson Allen. So um, those are our, our five options from our four um, submitters this week. Is there anyone that you guys are partial to? Like I said, I'm partial to Cheese's question. Um, not not particularly. I like Cheese's question. Let's go with that. Two out of cool. three. That's the majority. Let's do it. All right. Who wants to go first? Y'all want me to go first? Sure. Yeah, you go first. Okay. Cool. Um, first of all, great question, Cheese. Absolutely love this. Elite tailgate spread. Uh, so pick a drinking game. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with an old classic here. It's it's faithful. It's it's forever staunch and true. Um, you can never go wrong with it. You got to go beer pong here. Um, doesn't take much to accomplish. Um, everyone knows how to play, uh, even though everyone has their own set of rules that they play by. 
Um, just a, a, a consistent. It's it's the Alabama of drinking games. It's, it's going to be there forever. Um, my two sides and apps. I'm going to go. I'm going to go chips and dip. Um, specifically, mm. I'll go like I'll go Tostitos scoops mm. and uh, some queso, some nacho cheese queso. Mm. Um, a main course. I'm going to go. I'm going to go buffalo wings. Got barbecue. Uh, barbecue smoke barbecue wings. Um, with you know some some barbecue sauce, um, a beer of course, Coors Light. That's not even a question. That's probably the easiest part of this whole one. Um, and the specialty drink to show your dominance against nearby tailgaters. Um, this is probably the one that I really would have to think more about. But um, I think I think again, keeping with the keeping with the classic theme here, I'll just go. I'll go rum and coke. You know, it's a nice alternative to um, nice little alternative to uh, Coors Light if you're not feeling like drinking a beer. Um, pretty much everyone loves the good rum and coke, so I'll go rum and coke to round it out. It's a good spread. You want me to go yeah. next, Foster? Yeah, you want me to? I can go. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, all right. So, drinking game. Uh, I thought long and hard about this. My answer is Stump. Um, if you've not played Stump, it is maybe the greatest drinking game that has ever existed. Explain need... it because I'm sure we've we've all played it, but we just all call it different names. Yeah, maybe you might not have played this. Um, so, I got introduced to it at the uh, Coke 600 a couple of years ago. Oh. And... Um, <laughs> not, not cocaine, Keith. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had me at Coke. <laughs> you had me at Coke. Uh, no, we're, we are a Coke-free podcast. Uh, cocaine-free podcast. Uh, no, it's... So you get a stump. Preferably the, the wider the stump, the better. Is it the hammer? Um, you, you have a hammer? Mm-hmm. Oh. You sure do. Yeah. Yep. It's an elite game. So essentially, everyone gets a nail. Um, you put your nail in, um, you typically you can, I would suggest having the same person, uh, preferably someone that's not participating, put all the nails in, um, so that they're a, a relatively equal length in. Um, and then when it's your turn, you have a hammer and you have to flip the hammer and catch it. And in one motion, hit a nail. You can't re-grip. So if you grab the hammer by the head of the hammer, you're hitting it in one fluid motion with the the handle of the hammer. You're hitting a nail. Anyone's nail but yours. The goal is to be the last person with their nail not hit all the way into the stump. Every time that your nail gets hit, you got to drink. You also could just drink in the middle if you if you like to party, uh, like I do. Um, it is elite. Now there's some very there's some variations. Between the legs, if you uh, here, I will demonstrate for the those at home. You, uh, this is ridiculous. So, if you missed that, that was an elite demonstration of what between the legs throw looks like. If you're, if you're listening via podcast, I'm sorry you missed out on that. Um, but you had to throw it between your like throw it between your legs and catch it again. That's two hits if you successfully catch it, and then behind the back. And catch is three. Again, all fluid motion. You have to catch it and immediately hit. If it drops, your turn's over. 
you don't get to hit you don't get to redo it or hit it and if you catch it somewhere else if, as long as you go into fluid motion you can still make con- i mean i've hit a nail with my with my fist before um because that's just <laughs> how i caught the the hammer so it's an elite game um it yeah i don't know how it, else to describe it, it. it it definitely requires you to have a stump which i don't think most people are thinking about when they're tailgating <laughs> cornhole requires you to have cornhole boards yeah, but you're more likely to have a cornhole set than you are a fucking stump, Philly. That's that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> you said elite, right? We're not talking about, oh, I went in my garage and got out my cornhole boards. If you want to be elite, you got to put in some effort. Sometimes that means going to the woods and finding a stump. You're, you, you, got a, you got a point there. You got a point there. Uh, so stump, that's going to be my game. Okay. Um, and then um, two sides, apps um i'm a big sounds really basic i'm a big like chips and dip guy it's like chips and salsa um uh like ruffles or um wavy lays with french onion dip Mm. it's an elite just like i'm getting a little buzz going i'm gonna eat some dip it's gonna make me feel like i got some substance in my stomach i don't i'm still (laughs) fucked later but it's kind of a comfort thing you know in the moment um so that's one and then I'm just going to go with like a kind of just like a standard, like hot dog hamburger, like, uh, you know, someone's on the grill, someone's got them going, you know, it's just it's kind of a, a, a standard thing. You can, you can eat it, whatever you can eat it while you're playing stump. If you want to, um, that, that, I guess that, that would be the main course. Um, I don't really have another app. I mean, I have to think some, like just some chips or whatever. And then a beer, um, I would say Coors Light. Uh, it's already been taken. Um, you've got to be smart when you're when you're tailgating. Uh, you got to go for something that's gonna get you through the whole day. Um, so I'm gonna go um, some Mickey Ultras here. No, Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you got, you, yeah, you got you got to be smart. You got to be smart what you're doing. Um, and then the specialty drink, you've got to have like a a hurricane or a margarita. Or a bushwhacker, some kind of uh, frozen drink machine that's just spinning the whole time, right? And so, like those other tailgaters look over, like the other tailgate looks at you and they go, "Fuck, dude, they've got a fucking margarita machine over there," and you're just pouring it like, "Yeah, bitch, sure do, sure fucking do." <laughs> um, so that's the uh, that's the dominance drink right there. No, yeah, yeah, I, I got, I got, I got to give it to you on the mixed drink. I didn't think too much about that one. That's quite the I same. definitely skimped on the mixed drink here. Okay. Guess it's me to take us home, huh? Sure is. Um, I think for a drinking game, I've recently become uh, intrigued by uh, Beard Eye. I think that's a lot of fun. Keith and I and uh, really enjoyed playing that. And something I wish I had uh, come across at a an earlier age because I think that would have been just quite quite the experience um, in college we, as well. we legit played for like five hours it was it was so much fun <laughs> we, i went i went to indianapolis what was this two two falls ago or was it last fall no it must have been two falls ago it must have been uh, 20, yeah. 21 it was fall 20 yeah you're 20, right. it was fall 21 20. i think 21 that's one what? year ago no yeah. yeah that was last year uh, was it last year yeah no it would have been wow. 20 it would have been 20 you're right. It would have been 20. Yeah. Um, and 
we went out we went to Home Depot and we bought some some supplies. We bought some sawhorses. Actually, no, we just bought a table. We just had like a we had we had table laying around. We bought two pieces of plywood, two hinges, and we just screwed them into the back of these pieces of plywood so that you could fold this up into like the little little beer dine table to go. And we just sat there in the parking lot at headquarters and we played for a legit like five. Till it was, six till hours. It was like dark. To like you. Oh yeah, it was. We, it was. It dark. was like we, we played. I think one of us found a trophy down in the basement and we just pretended like we won a championship. We we're so hammered. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. So beer die is my game. Um, sides and apps. Uh, I'm I'm gonna not stray too far from what the others have said. I think chips and dip. Um, either I would go either like a buffalo chicken dip, or um, Ooh, yeah, buffalo chicken dip. Or if you guys are feeling crazy and you have and you live near a Walmart neighborhood market, um, they have a limited edition dip right now. It's called the Smokehouse Burnt Ends Dip. It's made with cream cheese, smoked beef, brisket, brown sugar, green onions, and barbecue spices, and it is an elite dip. I could eat, mm. I could like eat all it all day, like all day long. So either that, never stop. I think one of those two um, would be one of the dips, and maybe like a side, but none like another side, uh, maybe like corn dog. I don't know. Mm. Um, I think those are like we had those at a tailgate that I was at recently. Is that a, I was like, is that an LSU joke? No. No, I just thought it was a great, good side. Good. Butter. Oh. Uh, a beer. Um, <laughs> it was funny. I thought I thought for sure Philly was going to say Coors Light as well. Um, and so I was going to say Mickey Ultras. Um, so I'm going to try to be different. I'll just say like Bush Light. I think that's a, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's hard to, go, hard to go wrong with uh, the Bush um and a specialty drink um i'm not going to go as as over the top as philly was with the margarita machine um but i've been i've been a big proponent of like kentucky mules recently pretty easy to make mm-hmm. um and uh i think i think it's a, a really good specialty drink um so that's that'd be kind out of, a, of a out of a mule too like that's kind of a dominance yeah. move like yeah it'd be it'd be nice yeah it'd be good it'd be a little bit different but it's not too hard to make so you're not like uh, you're not like having to get a full bar together because you can pretty much just need bourbon, lime juice, uh, and some ginger beer, and I think that's a pretty easy spread. So I think that'd be. Yeah, I think you that'd show be up to a tailgate with like you know like a dozen copper mugs, and and people know like oh yeah, this guy fucks. Yeah, <laughs> he's for real. So that's yeah. Well, wow. So Great we have that question. Yeah, I, I yeah. just wanted to add two um two uh honorable mentions. One uh, flip cup. Just, I mean, murder the ball, ease of yeah. beer pong, same thing. You can all ping pong ball. ball too. Yeah, yeah. If, if some if some drunk steps on your ping pong balls and you're done, yep. just time to convert to a flip cup table. Um, yeah. It's also you know you get more more folks in on that. The secondary piece is it takes a little bit more planning, which you know depending if you want to do it or not. Um, every once in a while, a store like uh, Win Dixie um, had a one year. They had NFL cups. They had mm. cups that had the NFL logos on them. And so we got uh, two of each to uh, different ones. There were random teams. And then we picked uh, pretty much the star player or what that team was known for. Um, so like we had a Vikings cup. It was uh, when Adrian Peterson played for them. So um, for that one, you had to like take like a five yard run. And while you were running, you had to throw the ball. So it's beer pong with NFL mixed into it. Um, the Broncos won. Peyton Manning played for him. You had to take a five step drop and throw your, uh, 
your bonk if your cup if that cup got hit your next shot had to be mm, okay. um had to be that so it was a it was a little bit of a you know throw it in there and uh, it was it's, it's a pretty fun game i would uh, i'll suggest it if you get the chance thank you i'll keep that in mind some last uh, some last announcements that we have before we wrap up the show um our our friends and low expectations low expectations draft um is this saturday at 6 p.m eastern time um the uh, keepers closed the 24 hours before that so on friday um if you i mean i think everyone has them locked right now but if you decide last minute you want to make a switch uh you need to do it before then and then week one is the following week and it'll be on uh i think that thursday i don't even remember who starts the season uh bucks maybe bucks is that are they at the thursday night game who's the who's the thursday night game this year anyone know I know Bucks play the Cowboys. I don't think it's Thursday night, though. Maybe it's the Bills and Chiefs. Is that? Bills and Rams. That's what it is. Bills and Rams. That'll be a fun game. Um, And so that'll be week one. Uh, We'll have some some more announcements on uh, what our podcast schedule is going to look like this season. We're going to talk a little bit about what our guests are going to be lined up, um, see what some special guests are going to be for this year. Um, And look to be getting back to our regularly scheduled weekly podcasts um, starting next week. So get excited, get pumped. I know we are. Um, So without, without further ado, uh, remember fellas and ladies, keep your, keep your standards low and your expectations lower. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 